Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. So, Wayne Winston, you have been in the studio with us for the last 45 minutes and probably had a chance to listen in the car on the way in. We have been talking a lot about DEI today. We've been talking about the resignation of President Claudine Gay from Harvard and her letter and Harvard's letter. We had Jonathan Tobin on. My sister Jill Zarin just joined us. Uh, Jonathan Tobin asserts that DEI, not as it's said, not in terms of the laudable goals, but as it's practiced, has been an insidious and orthodox separator and a wrongheaded way to look at aspirations of people in society and has been a little bit about has been a little bit of the cause, or maybe a lot of the cause, of the rising anti-Semitism here. So I want to hear about your thoughts on on this, and about specifically about the resignation of Claudine Gay, uh, who resigned as a result of pressure, both for her testimony in front of Congress and for the documented instances of plagiarism. Well, there, there's a lot in there. And, uh, how's I know everybody there is. doing? Welcome back. It's New Year's. I First know. Show Welcome in the back. New Year, so you know? good to see you, honey. Um, I'm glad that your mom is, you know, you're right there yeah. with family-wise. Jill and you know? I, we're trying. I know you are. Look, uh, today covered a lot of ground. Some of them had to do with some stereotypes that are in the world pertaining to how we see the world. And you judge someone by your own lens, of course. By what it is that you Rashomon. see. Did you ever see the movie? I have not. Rashomon is, my father and I were just talking about this because he always uses this as a shorthand. Rashomon was a very famous Japanese movie shot in black and white in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. It's a story of a murder through nine people's eyes of watching uh. the murder. And it, and it does the murder over and over again from the different person's lens. And by the end of the movie, it's a very famous movie, you realize that truth is not as objective as you would think. Truth is always subjective to some extent. It's through your lens. That's what we're dealing with here. Now, 
when uh, Stephen says, listen, she's was appointed Claudine Gay because it was an affirmative action move. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't, haven't seen anything that says that. Meaning, if she's got less credentials, and as you said, they could find someone who had more credentials, I don't know why they hired her. Well. You know, we haven't seen anything Well, the fellows says, are pretty secretive about it, but Pritzker, uh, who was the leader of the fellows and her biggest mm-hmm. supporter, definitely wanted to have a black person in that role. I think she's the first black president of Harvard, not just the first black woman president of Harvard. Right. And what I think I she's wanna, the first black president of Harvard. And what I want to separate is affirmative action from why they picked her. I mean, he could have picked her because he really likes her. I mean, people do things all the time. Mm-hmm. What You know, if it was a fair world, I mean, how many people would be treat, being treated totally different at their jobs? Okay. The person who does the most work is the one who gets further up. So once you so find out about the plagiarism, know. then what do you now, think? The plagiarism problem, absolutely fired you're gone it's too far up the food chain that you should even have that i think there's also personal things again that are keeping her there you know because it is enough to fire her so black or white or whatever it's all the same i know but they didn't fire her they just demoted her i do not know why and really we don't know i mean because whatever's going on at harvard we don't know she must have a lot of personal charm could be i mean that truly in in the best possible way she it must be. be very well liked by people. That's what I'm saying. And a lot of times that will keep you from getting the, quote, decision mm-hmm. or justice that from where we are or, or, or standardly that should happen. Because, again, we live in a world where we go, how can this happen? And smaller scales and even larger ones, how can this person still be there? We have a Supreme Court justice, Clarence Thomas, right now, who was – how did he even get in there? You know, I mean, you find out he's doing all this crazy stuff. And he I was got like, in there because nobody believed Anita Hill. You see? And people were saying, look, Anita Hill is telling the truth. So it's... Her reputation was trashed for how many yes, decades after that? Do you know was. something? Do you know that she came to Bridgeport and spoke at Congregation, wrote F. Shalom in Bridgeport, my congregation, wow. with Rabbi Stein? Wow, yeah. I know that. Yeah, she came, but I mean, it was many decades later. She was, her whole life has been trying to restore her reputation ever since those hearings. And see, that's why I'm saying we don't know why. I don't know why. Should she be fired just for the plagiarism? Forget about anything else. Mm-hmm. I think that's enough. And if, 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 I do if, too. And if they want her to be a teacher or something after that, okay, you want to keep her in the system? I don't think okay. so. I don't but, think so. Not at Harvard. I'm listen. I'm with you. Look, I'm trying to throw a little. I know olive leaf to her. But I know, but the olive the leaf has made her end, dean of arts and sciences. That's some big olive leaf. So that's what I'm saying. They must like her a lot. Now, they must like I'm her. I'm just a trying lot. to deal with the affirmative action because absolutely there are women that I know personally that could have easily had that job. So when it comes to he, I she nominate got Paula Boggs. Affirmative I think Paula action, do it. and yeah. you know here they are throwing somebody into that because they just wanted a black woman. I mean, that's kind of like, come it's on, It's insulting man. to black that women. Is, but that's my point. Well, well but, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, because that's what Steve, that's what he alluded to. Like, well, they, they want a black woman. It's an affirmative action move. That's what I'm like, Stephen, I get it, but that's not. Stephen, what was his name? Jonathan. Jonathan, excuse me, Jonathan. Okay. I mean, yeah. because that's literally what he said. So I'm just correcting that. Absolutely, you are correct. They could have had any black woman that they wanted. I don't know why they picked her. And a lot of this stuff is personality is as much as anything else. And. Had she not been who she was or have these issues, it w- she'd have flew under the radar and nobody would have knew. But what do you think about the criticism of DEI, which you and I have spoken about and gone around yes. and around about now? Not the words diversity, equity, and inclusion, yes. but you, Wayne Winston, when you hear the word equity, do you think it should be equality of opportunity or equality of outcome? 
What do you think? Equity to me is accountability. Accountability. It's accountability. You have to have a process of accountability. Look, diversity in America, I mean, racism is as American as apple pie. I mean, mm-hmm. the original terrorists were the Klan who got together and said, we're going to make these black people stay in their place even yes. after Reconstruction. We're going to terrorize them, let them know we're still in charge. They rode into our families' homes. My grandfathers, even, you know, some of my living relatives, they have those stories where they came and drug them out. Emmett Till and all this stuff. I mean, Terrible. their families are still around. Of course. So, I mean, like, and these men were the upstanding men in the community. They were pastors. They were the guy who Because they go baseball. after them as a warning and deterrent to everybody else. Absolutely. 100%. So right now as we get into this process of those mindsets still exist. But what do say, you mean by accountability versus equality of outcome or equality of opportunity? Tell me why you answered it that way. Because accountability means... If you're going to do something to make something more, quote, equitable, yeah. because it's, quote, equitable financially, you can say, I will bring in X amount of people. Will you give them the same opportunities as those, uh, the people that you're giving the opportunity for? And these things, again, are purposeful. You can't, quote, integrate a country unless they want it. Unless there's a tool or mechanism, it can stay exactly the way it is. Frederick Douglass said, um, great power concedes nothing without a demand. Okay? I think that's right. Okay. So if your company, just say it's been predominantly white and it thinks a certain way, Mm -hmm. but you know that diversity is a good thing. Yeah. Okay? Because by law... You can't force them to have something, which is the lie about affirmative action. You can only give incentives. Great minds, if you look for the best minds, they're coming in all colors. If they're, you're not bringing them in just for the interaction, just for the benefit, say, in a college uh, situation, kids of other backgrounds, young people, should be working together and being in the same space to learn each other. That's what makes a better country. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. 
speak. Okay. Let's say say okay. we assume that we agree on that goal, and we assume that we agree that that is a better outcome, which is to say it's a better outcome to have more people of diverse backgrounds there together. Yes. I, I would agree with that, too. The question is, should DEI be teaching that people are entitled to a better outcome because of their race, or should they be entitled to the opportunity to be in that classroom? Not to get the A, but to be in that classroom. To have the same opportunity as their counterparts, yes. It should not be a guarantee of anything beyond, beyond. Beyond the opportunity. Beyond. Getting You're in there. You're here and you have the same opportunity as the same person next to you. You're right. not being taught I think by most Americans teachers. agree with that. Absolutely. Now, here's the problem. You have people that spin stuff for their own personal belief, through their own personal lens. And so in their lens, diversity is about, well, the Jewish people have always been a problem. Well, through their lens, the black people have always been the problem. Through their lens, the Latino people have always been. So that's going to affect how they see and how they deal with these things. And if you're making a curriculum or you're having some influence of teaching, that's going to absolutely corrupt that. It doesn't mean that concept was wrong. It doesn't mean it's not necessary, but who's teaching it. But we've talked about, okay, that's true. So there means to be a drilling down on how things are implemented. We agree on that. But we also, we've spoken about in the past, and I think you were as surprised as I was, Wayne, mm-hmm. that DEI, as a written-down curriculum, mm-hmm. literally puts people in boxes. Weren't you surprised about that? I, I was surprised that you're okay. a male, so that's a minus, mm-hmm. but you're a black, so that's a plus. If you're a tall versus a short, I'm not sure where that puts you. But you see what I'm saying? Now, if I'm a female right and ahead. I'm a black, mm-hmm. I get a plus and a plus. Mm-hmm. Okay? But mm-hmm. if I'm a female and I'm a white and mm-hmm. you're a black and you're a male, maybe we're even. And the whole thing is ridiculous to me with all the boxes. I don't believe in that. Well, I just don't. I, I can tell you my DEI experience has not been the the us in a box, meaning because you're black, you already have that. You're, you're coming as a black man. I'm coming with certain experiences in my life that Certainly. I know that are reality. And they need to be respected. So beyond the respect, there's a certain way that I am going to be looked at and dealt with that will be different than my white counterpart. For sure. Okay, Agreed. So going in, what they're, what, what they're pointing out is, listen— society's already looking at you a certain way. Okay. I can understand that. So when, when they're saying that to me, I go, okay. They get where I'm coming from because that is my reality. I don't expect my friend Mark, who's Italian, to have that same experience. We've discussed that as well. Yes. Okay, because that's part of where America is. Um, it's very polarized towards race, anti-Semitism, and so on right now in a way we haven't seen in many years. But this is part of my reality before then. And that's why when you have these traffic stops and all these crazy things that happen disproportionately to black people, they're going, we've been victimized a long time. Mm -hmm. And when you go backwards um, to what like the uh, neo-Nazis did here, and I know neo-Nazis in Germany are different, but under that banner and so on, these white supremacists don't want my people and no. they don't want your people no, they don't. and they have gone through the bananas through the roof during these last couple of years so what we have is a common goal to deal with them but how we deal with how them we is deal the question. with them it is i want to get to something else wayne because you had mentioned off air that you were at a meeting or knew about a meeting right here in bridgeport 
in which there were a lot of pro-Palestinian demonstrators. Can you tell us about that? Well, look, there's... Because I didn't cover that today, so I'd like to know what it's about. You know, um, last couple times I go to City Hall for a number of reasons, you know, working on a hotel and stuff, and I want to get some council members. But when you go... You get a reflection of the city. Of course. People don't usually think of Bridgeport as having a lot of people of the whiter skin, okay? But they do. But we do. Of course. And at the city council meeting, when you go in and you see um, the place was filled, literally, and there were protesters, you know, Palestine, and then there were some from Israel. I mean, it just surprised me that it would be at Bridgeport City Hall when you spoke about this. Because you have to be a resident, A, to speak. They were very well organized on both sides. Mm, Okay. So they knew it was coming. As a citizen, City Hall is the only place that you can have a voice without calling a news guy who'll come to your house individually. So they're out there venting what their frustrations are. And what they were saying was, from the Palestinian side, we get that Hamas is horrible. We want them dealt with. But we are part of the collateral damage. Understood. That was their basic message. Yeah. And they had people there, and they had pictures of their families they had lost, you know, the hotels, excuse me, not hotels, excuse me, the um, hospitals that were blown up, you know, how they're um, starving to death and they don't have water. So people are sitting there, and you're going like, wow, this is terrible. Right. On the other side, when the, is, um, the pro-Israel people came up, we have the right to defend our country. You know, we have the right because what they did was wrong. They came in and they, they raped our women. They talked about that. And so you got both of these people who are hurting because the terrorists are the real problem. They are. And it's difficult to separate them technically in a, what you have is a guerrilla war that's going on in Israel. You don't have, we're going to line up on the field. They're no. not out in the, in the no. desert. No, you and, have you know, people hiding behind skirts and in hospitals. And that's what the hard part is. So what... The consensus is, at this point, for most people, from my perspective, what I gauged that night was that it seems there, it's like there's a a tipping point that's happening right now, saying, do they need to kill that many people? Mm. That's what they're talking about, the so-called proportional response, right? Yes. Yeah, I understand. And the pressure is on Israel, and Israel's response is, give us back our hostages. And that's that's their response. Give us back our hostages. And they were. Then uh, we'll talk about a proportional response. Give us back our hostages. So they went as far as to said, "Hey, here is X amount of hostages, and then we have tens of thousands of our people and children. They have yeah. all this stuff here. So yeah. it's it's a horrible, horrible situation, and there's pain on both sides. I don't have the magic button. I know all of us wish we did, and we know that war's been going on for a long time, and it's a horrible thing. And the thing about Russia and Ukraine, which is very. I mean, in, a, in so many ways, an important conversation, parallel, the United States supporting Ukraine. That war is going on two years this February, not one year. Jill, Jill had said one year. It's two uh-huh. years this February. And people have to be very conscious of what's going on in Ukraine because if Putin gets hold of the Ukraine, you have not seen the world would be with the oil and the we gave our grain industry to the Ukraine. They sell it back to us. They That's do. why we're hitting 30% and things are more expensive, you know, to the Europe, Europe and other parts and of also, the world. And also, I don't think it's gotten enough press how many babies, Ukrainian babies, Russia has stolen. They've wow. stolen all these Ukrainian kids. So, I heard something about that. Terrible. Like, it's, Just it's, terrible. It's, I don't know. Um, 
you know, next week we'll talk about... Um, I want to talk about all of that. So a, a study that came out that shows that, uh, what did you say, blacks are seven and a half times more likely to be wrongfully convicted? Yes, wrongfully convicted. Well, what will happen is there's two things. One, we will likely be sentenced to stir, uh, de- har- harsher sentences, seven and a half times more likely than our white counterparts for the exact same thing. Now, that's a national statistic, and it's not even a new one. It's a report called Race and Wrongful Convictions in the United States 2022, which reviewed the cases of 3,200 innocent defendants exonerated since 1989. We will talk about this next week. Absolutely. Wayne Winston, thanks so much for joining us today. Most appreciated. And Happy New Year, everybody. Happy and New Year. thank you, listeners. You know, make cod, excuse me, share the podcast. <laughs> share the podcast. We'll share be back podcast. tomorrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com. 